The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. It's time. For the Low Fact Podcast. Sweet. So. So what uh, acorns of wisdom do you have this week? I have no acorns of wisdom. What makes you think that? I don't know. He always has something smart to say. Well, that's different from an acorn of wisdom, isn't it? Not necessarily. I suppose. Well, I don't. I don't know. If, I mean, one of the things that I was kind of, kind of ruminating on, is um, academics. Okay. And because we were just watching a documentary with academics. No, I've I've been I've been ruminating on the academics for a long while, and this is just a, as well we don't. And this isn't to say that it's just as well we don't have cameras. <laughs> You're one talk. But and it's not it's not to say that that all academics are bad, but much of the bad ideas, the bad stuff, really comes from the mind of an academic. Their solutions to things don't really work. Well, their solutions to things don't work. Yes, because they tend not to take people into consideration. Not live people. You mean because they're all? You mean because they're historians and shit? Well, one, I think, because they're kind of stupid. Okay. Look, I, 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 I wholeheartedly subscribe to the eighty twenty rule. Hmm. Right. Out of every like, out of a, out of a batch of hundred folks or hundred percent, right? Eighty percent suck. Okay. Rocks. Twenty <laughs> percent are okay. Twenty of them are okay. But in that 20, they're all, 19 of them are chasing the one guy that's good, trying to be good, you know, trying to be proficient. So it's 1%? Yeah. Was that 1%? Yeah, 1%. Yeah. So in any, in, you take any group of any people, any bunch, college students, academics, soldiers, uh, politicians, whatever. And in some of those examples, I, 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 I personally think that there is no 1% that's okay. Is this Liz, too? Uh, if they become politicians, okay. Well, many of them do. Well, that's the path. Who better to do politics than a person that, that is supposed to design law? Yeah. It's true. So, that being said, because, like, uh, I guess that's it. I mean, pretty much. That's it? Well, look. Um, well, I was also thinking about... Wait, 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 wait. What made you think of... What, why, why have you been thinking about academics? I have been thinking Is of... because you've been reading books by academics? Well, I've been reading books. Which are mostly written by academics. But if you go into the Bolshevik Revolution, the head honcho for the Bolshevik Revolution was an academic who people are trying to ascribe some kind of personal vendetta against the czarist regime. Who was the, Who was this? Vladimir Ulyanov. Okay. Who went by the pen name Lenin. 
I think when he was 14, his uh, his older brother was uh, executed for trying to assassinate the Tsar. So his name wasn't Lenin. It was Ulyanov. Is Lenin just like a nickname? It might have been his pen name. Mm. I mean, that's what Trotsky did, too. And and Stalin. Why did they have pen names? Be, I don't know. It must be a Russian thing. Uh, could have been just a Bolshevik thing. Yeah. But, you know, Lenin didn't really... He didn't care about killing people as long as he didn't have to do it or didn't have to see it. Yeah. And he was a, he was a, he was an academic. Pretty much. Who bankrolled by the Germans, but that's a whole other story. What did he do before he was Lenin? I think he went to school. So he's just higher educated guy? A highly educated guy. Did he, did he work? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. I mean, that's also why I don't like political activists. What, because they're all, uh, they're all academics? <clears throat> well, they're, the, the people that are, that are talking about these solutions in the ether that affect real people, Yeah, they don't care. Because they're sitting there, well, I'm trying to get all of us to the promised land or whatever. They just don't care <laughs> about people, not people that are alive. Well, this is the issue I have with the... Um environmentalists, right, who everyone is trying to push for this, this you know, utopian green economy, where we get rid of uh, all the current sources that we have to produce energy. I'm like, so what are you, what are you proposing? They're proposing large-scale death. Is that, you know... Because they never seem to be on board with anything that, that could work. I saw a stupid uh, clip from Elon Musk... I don't know where it was or when it was, but he was talking about, he was like, oh, you know, all you need is a mile. It it was basically saying that you can go solar really easily just by having one small area of Nevada that's in solar panels. And I'm like, that doesn't, I don't understand how that could be correct. Well, solar technology is increasingly getting more efficient and better. Funny thing is, is when the old stuff is, the new stuff is so efficient, it's cheaper just to throw away the old stuff, which is what they do. Right. So apparently there are tons of landfills just with rotting, with, with uh, solar panels <laughs> sitting in them. But isn't the issue with solar the batteries? I mean, you got to build all these batteries, and the batteries are all built out of, like, well, currently, precious, hard-to-mine shit. Currently it is. I, I think a, a buddy of mine told me about a push to get uh, the batteries to be constructed of iron. Iron? Yeah. Huh. But there would probably be a whole lot of people against that. Do you remember during COVID, at the beginning of COVID, or it was like when things were all shut down and all the, all the greens were saying, isn't it great? Because, you know, because now, now like there's less pollution, there's less cars on the road. Nature is, is coming back and, and all this stuff, right? And they were like, oh, this is, this is kind of the way it's... COVID is showing us the way that it's supposed to be. And I'm just like... I think I think if there was no ability, if everyone was fired from their jobs because they couldn't work because of like no remote work, and then and the government was not paying for it, I don't I don't know that they would be saying that unless they were really rich greenies. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like you're looking at one one small piece of the result of COVID and saying it's good, but what about what about what about the humanity? Well, as I've said before, and I'm saying so again, almost ad nauseum. I think they just don't care. And, you know, anyone who, people people who believe that I'm talking about them would say, I care. 
But, you know, that, that was, it was also because I was reading about the French Revolution not too long ago. And same deal with Rosevier and all the, all the hardcore academics mm-hmm. who are all like, just kill all these people and, you know, whatever. And it just seems to me, which is a nice little intro into my other topic about uh, making things better. It's really just a, an enforcement issue, but it's an enforcement about we have to hold other people accountable, but we also have to hold ourselves accountable. Because if you just hold other people accountable, accountable, you really have just a nation of snitches. Yeah. And that only helps a dictatorship. Right on your neighbor. But there's some people that love to do that. Well, until it helps with them. They love to look at other people and be like, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And that's that's why that's why I say you need to enforce yourself first. That's hard. I mean, that's not easy. It's not, but that's the whole that's that's the skipping of the step. That's the whole idea that people who are quote unquote competent to know what to do about stuff are confident about things. So they kind of put the cart in front of the horse, hoping that if you are confident about yourself, you might turn into someone competent, and you get the education system of the United States from the seventies on. And now it's turning really, really, really bad. I didn't know how bad it was. I mean, there's got to be bad education systems all over, I would think. I mean, beyond the United States. We seem to be particularly bad at it. Yeah. We tend to have terrible results while at the same time throwing more money at stuff. Is that because there's just so many people just sucking on the teeth? I think there's more than one answer to that, but that that's probably one yes. But you also got to hold the teachers accountable, right? Uh, like if they're not, like if the students are failing, then one would say that that's because of the teaching. But then the teachers are going to say, "Well, you know, I'm constrained by what what I'm allowed to teach in the syllabus, and the administrators kind of hinder me from teaching what I want to teach." So, well, it comes down to accountability. Yeah. Um, and, and I love how people throw around the personal responsibility bit on others, but you got to be personally responsible yourself. And it's a, it's a never ending process. We are incredibly good at trying to rest on our laurels, but I submit it's just like eating. Okay. Well, you know what I mean? You, I mean, you have to constantly eat. We have to constantly eat. Comparatively, really. I mean, we're not snakes. That's kind of annoying. Yeah, well, that's that's like that's like this whole trying to be a, a better person. Or trying to lose weight. Or, you know, whatever. It's, it's constant. It don't stop. The minute you think, oh, well, I've gotten to this point. Well, now I can just... Whatever. Not eat. But you still have to maintain, right? Even even in physical fitness, you can get to the point where you want to be, but now you still have to maintain. Yeah. Just like just like eating, you know, you have to eat a few times a day. Yeah. I find that annoying. I do too. Especially, it'd be nice if we could just be like snakes and I, just like like gorge ourselves and then be good for a few days. I find it annoying just because food doesn't taste that great to me anymore. So, <laughs> and it's fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah. And it's not getting any cheaper. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know that it will ever get any cheaper. I mean, massive things have to change, and I don't know that we can, we're capable of that. But do you grow any? Yeah, you grow some of your own food, don't you? Well, not enough. A little bit though. Well, yeah, you know, just the odds and ends, tomatoes. Yeah, some lettuce here and there, some peppers, limes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So your second point was what now? It was, oh, it was about the. It was about the doing. Was it doing good? Well, not not necessarily about doing good. It's just I think part of the part of the reason why things have kind of kind of broken down is that we haven't been holding the people who are accountable to us or claim to be accountable. But at the same time, we can't just, it's not a one way. It's not just, it just doesn't, it's not just them. We have to hold ourselves accountable. So like our elected politicians, I refuse to call them leaders because a leader is someone who takes care of you. Yeah. And taking care of others has, has become, well, first I need to take care of myself. Then I can take care of others. Yeah. You know, just like, uh, just like the type of person who will share what they have as opposed to the type of person who will share what they have only after they have too much. Right. Actually, there's plenty. It's not that, it's funny you should say that because there's plenty of self-help philosophy that says take, you got to take care of yourself first. Like, like if you're not in good shape, you can't take care of others. That's true. But then it gets... But it's not like... But it gets... not like, really, to take care of yourself. <laughs> That's a true statement. The, 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 the whole insidious thing about all the, of all the things that go awry is because they, they start from a true statement. You know, I was thinking about critical theory the other day. And critical theory is basically the theory that everything is based on power structures... And so, you know, you can only fight fire with fire. <laughs> and there are lots of people in with the power or of that ilk in the power structure, not necessarily have the power, but are around people with it. And so they're like, well, yeah, that's right. So let's, let's, let's give some of the power away to others. But if you do that, then the other people with the power are going to try to take away all your power. So if you if you if you sit there, and I, I might be thinking about this totally incorrectly, but if the whole point if the whole point of critical theory is to to get rid of a power structure, then you know I'm just like, well, if if you succeed, then aren't you just sub, aren't you just substituting yourself for the other power structure? And what makes you better? Well, you're going to do a better job. You're not. What if you are? But you're not. How do you know? Thousands of years of history? What if you're like the exception? Okay, so you're that one. The one guy. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got 99 other idiots to contend with. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the 99 other idiots are going to be like. Not you. We can't have this guy around. Not the one guy. We don't want this honest guy. Or I guess it's I guess it's really eighty, but you know, look, we're well. You're saying the honest guy gets corrupted anyway, right? Well, yeah. So if you start off by getting your own house in order, you have your own house in order, which you can't. What? What? What do you mean you can't? Because it's a constant work in progress. I guess. 
that's that's <laughs> that's the rub. You can't have your house in order without loads of effort. And it's almost full time to keep your house in order. So you don't think you get to a point where your house is in order and then that's that? To the point where you can sit there and say you need to get to to, to the point you, you can say to somebody else, you need to get your house in order? Mm-hmm. No. You get your house in order, then you then you get become, you know, get your power or whatever. And then you hold others accountable. It doesn't happen that way, I don't think. I mean, first, getting, your, getting your house in order, you might never get your house in order, which is the more... What if you've been working on it your whole life, though? You have to getting your house in order. You get your house in order, but you, but you're you're like, you're automatically speaking. You're automatically assuming that okay, that there's a point that will happen where you get your house in order and everything's everything's like good. Well, maybe you can't be corrupted at a certain point. No, you can. Why not? That's like saying maybe you can't die. If you're if you're if you're content if you if you're working on being ethically, you know. Ethically correct, mm-hmm. and you're constantly working on yourself, and mm-hmm. you continue to work on yourself, mm-hmm. and then you get given the position of having some power to be able to change some things. You're telling me that that's not going to work because you're going to get corrupted at that point. Uh, yes. So what's the point? That that question <laughs> is the same that I've always been saying, right? You're- then what's the fucking point? Of what? If if you can always be corrupted, you're, you're you're saying there is no there's no getting to a place where you can't be corrupted. Well, no, there is. It's just that place is not the place that you want to be. The point where you can no longer be corrupted is the point where you no longer need food. Is the point where you no longer age. That's stupid. You're talking about death. That is the only point in your life in which you will not be corrupted. You know, I, sometimes I wish there's cameras because people could see the look on my face right now. Well, I'm sure they're making it. They'd be like, Ugh. That's not the point. I have a look on my face. I deal with, uh, I, I, when I do drafting and stuff, sometimes I just put a question mark and I deal with a contracts person and she's like, I, I can, she's like, when I see these question marks, I can visualize them. <laughs> <laughs> Look on my face is like, uh-huh. <coughs> I personally don't think the point is to get to the point at which you can have everything in order. The point is, it's a continuum. The point is you have to keep doing it. That's why I like road trips so much. I don't really care about where I'm going. I like the trip. Oh, wow. That's how very Buddhist of you. I'm not a Buddhist. It's a Buddhist thing though. Okay. The way the path. It's not about the end result. It's just about getting there. Okay. I mean, when you go when you go on a vacation or on a trip or whatever, like to Disneyland, it's not like you get the Disneyland, you pay your money, and you stop there. Now you got to do more stuff at the Disneyland. <sighs> I hope the I hope the the mic picked all that up. No, I don't think it did. Um, so what now about Disneyland? The point is, it's not about the destination. For me. That's why I, I like- think Disneyland is about the destination. <laughs> uh, pretty sure if you're a kid, it's about the destination when you go to Disneyland. Well, the kid doesn't have to do anything. Sure they do. They fucking go hog wild. They're along for the ride. All right. 
Like I took a trip to the Western states. We're going to, we were supposed to go all the way to California so that I could get a UC Santa Cruz t-shirt because I like the, I like the mascot. Wow. That's funny. It's a, it's a banana slug with glasses reading a book. I mean, what's, what's cuter than that? This is before the days of being out of order stuff online. Yes, this was in the mid nineties. Right. And so we're going, and one of and, and just we just picked destinations to go to. I had a great time. Yeah. But you know, okay, so we decided. And you say you don't like travel. I like the trip. It was a trip in the car with a buddy, and we were just being stupid for a week. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Actually, I had the best day, one of the best days of my life with my grandfather when we were just ticky-toeing around some lakes. It was just hanging out. I mean, compared to the time we spent at the locations, minuscule. Went to Devil's Tower. Ooh. Uh. You know, went to went to Mount Rushmore. Ooh. Uh. Was this the same trip you went to the uh, Grand Canyon? No, different trip. Oh. Went to the Badlands. Ooh. Uh. Had to come back because, you know. Oh, went to Yellowstone. Ooh. Uh, all, all the, all the, ooh, uh, ooh, uh. the combined time it took to get there at each one of the locations, we only spent like maybe, okay, we spent the night at Yellowstone because we had to, there was no other place to go. We, we had to get a hotel. So we slept in the end at the, at the, at, at the park in a hotel. Right. Right by Old Faithful. Watching Old Faithful was like, what? Five minutes. Isn't that a giant geyser though? There's several giant geysers and that wasn't even like the biggest geyser. Is it just called Old Faithful because it always goes off at the same time? Yes, but because people were throwing junk into the into the geyser, so it's been like a... Oh, they've ruined Old Faithful? I don't know that they've ruined it, but it, it wasn't it, it's not as it's not as faithful. What are they throwing in there? Coins? Coins, sticks. Oh my god. You know, whatever. People are stupid. But yeah, so I don't know what I what I, what we're going on to that. Like, subscribe, keep listening. Somebody send us some suggestions. <laughs> no one ever sends us any suggestions. I really have a problem with that. So please send us some suggestions. Okay. That's enough because we're running out of battery power. Okay. Bye bye.